everyone, this is Julian with the Texas Music Spotlight. This is a new segment in cooperation with Imagine Books and Records. These are the Imagine Sessions with your host, Jules the Human. Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here and welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight. Today we have a great episode with Don Hurd, owner of Imagine Books and Records. We made it, guys. <laughs> the season finale, 10 episodes done and in the books of the Imagine Sessions. Thank you so much to all the bands that we've had on. We'll be doing some more of these uh, Music Now shows after this, but of course we'll be back for season two in the future of the Imagine Sessions. I mean, of course we have to do it. We, we got to come back. It, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Remember, if you missed any of our Imagine Sessions episodes or you want to support the show, you can do that by visiting TexasMusicSpotlight.com and click on the Amazon banner or Bluehost banner. That, that really helps us out a lot. You can also support the show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Our iTunes is Texas Music Spotlight. You can find us on there. Uh, subscribe there. SoundCloud, www.soundcloud.com slash podcast. Leave a review if you like us, tell us what you want to hear more of, or send us your music if you want to be a part of the show. Go check us out on our social media, on Twitter, at Texas Music Pod, Texas Music P-O-D. You can find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Texas Music P-O-D, or Texas Music Spotlight. Blab.im is where we do our live music podcasts every Wednesday, and we release those on Friday. You can listen to those as well. Uh, we, we do have it on blab.im it's a it's a website you can find us there texas music spotlight you can see all the videos that we posted all the future shows we're gonna have and they're 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 very cool very cool so i kind of want to keep this intro short just because i talked to don for quite a while it's a little bit longer but i really enjoyed it i really had a good time uh listening to him learning about imagine the past the present the future everything that's going on there what he does there we talked about we, we talked about a lot of different things uh the music scene in general here in san antonio uh what he does what he did what he's going to do in the future so i kind of want to just jump into that now without further ado here is my conversation my talk with don Hurd, the owner of imagine books and records here in san antonio texas Take me back to the beginning, I guess. Where, where did you get the idea of, of kind of running this place? Well, Did you I always was, want to do it? Yeah, actually, I always did. I used to work in bookstores all the time. Um, and uh, But I think the, the bookstore sort of comes from my past in bookstores. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at almost every bookstore in the city back then. And, uh, here in San Antonio? So here in San Antonio, mm-hmm. right. So I've always been around books. Um, I also managed Apple Records, which was a CD record shop. So books and records most of my life, uh, and then I became a teacher, but after uh, teaching for quite a while, about 13 mm-hmm. years, I realized oh, that wow. yeah, I didn't really want to continue as a teacher. <laughs> you were uh, good. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're it set. was just, uh, uh, the kids are great, uh, testing's a nightmare, and the education system just made it, and here in Texas, made it impossible to teach. So Man, that, that just, sums it up, just those yeah, three. Yeah, that's really it, yeah. <laughs> So uh, so I told my wife, I said, well, why don't we do something crazy and open a bookstore, a record store? And uh, she was very supportive. Uh, and uh, so next thing you know, we started, you know, planning and collecting stuff, looking for a spot. And we opened up. Um, after about, I think, a month, we had our first show, which was Dolly's Mustache. Um, and that was the only show we had for a few months, just a monthly show. Mm-hmm. Eventually, though, it became more... Uh, 
kids started showing up for one thing. And it got to be, you know, well, we do once a month. Maybe we should do two shows a month. And after a while, um, it was, okay, well, maybe we should do one every weekend. And then it was, well, maybe we should do two on the weekends. And then mm-hmm. it's what it, it is just, now, which yeah, is all the weekend. time. Yeah, know? and I mean, uh, yeah, it's, Dolly's Mustache is still going on, yeah? Dolly's Mustache is still going on. Um, that's our monthly show that features poets and songwriters. And then the other parts of the month, the other days of the month, are generally dedicated to bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but the venue idea came from the fact that I was really active in kind of the underground music scene back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I went with a lot of other musicians and poets and bands from venue to venue to venue. And every time we found a home, it would close down or we'd have to move somewhere else. So when Imagine opened, um, I really wanted to give to local artists and musicians and poets um, the spot that I never had, which was a you know dependable place where you could always play and you know really warm, caring environment because we really love the people that come mm-hmm. here and share their creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of, well, it was hard to find back in the 80s. A mm-hmm. lot of times you'd play a venue and, and they weren't particularly nice people sometimes. It's mm-hmm. just it's what you could get. So we wanted to give a really warm, caring home to artists. And then young people just uh, go wherever the, you know, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, if you yeah, make yeah, a venue, they'll show up, uh-huh. you know. So. Yeah, so, so you're, uh, that's kind of the era that you grew up in the, in the 80s and stuff like that? Or, yeah, that's when I was really active, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I used to do this, in fact, Dolly's Mustache is sort of a small version of something I did called No Concept Art, which was a six, eight-hour show. It would feature maybe eight or ten bands, uh, poets, musicians. In one night? Yeah, in yeah. one night. We, we'd go from like uh, sometimes uh, six in the evening, say, till two or three in the morning. And we had this huge uh, lineup of uh, poets, musicians, and bands. Um, those were great events. Uh-huh. But we did have to move from venue to venue. Our first one, I think, was at East West Cafe. We worked at the Film House. Battery Terminal, Beauregard Cafe, we kept moving. Yeah, just kept and, going. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, so Dolly's Mustache is sort of a smaller version of that. Mm-hmm. If you have a mixture of things and mm-hmm. you bring enough people in and they'll bring friends and mm-hmm. everybody gets to share in the creative. Yeah, share, share, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely creative. Uh, this is a, an amazing space to, to uh, share your creativity or be a part of it if, if you don't uh, particularly play an instrument or something like that. It's, it's honestly a... A fantastic spot and and i'm gonna admit that i, I kind of came upon it i don't even know how i came i came upon imagine uh first off oh i think i went i mean it was it was definitely this year this uh 2016 coming to the show just like somebody invited yeah, me to the show right. that's usually i mean <laughs> you hear that a lot it's just yeah. gonna it just kind of happens yeah sometimes you know people who've been here for a while now will ask so how did you find us you know and it's usually a show mm-hmm. you know um and even though, I mean, the bookstore, record store, is really what supports the shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, the store itself supports the venue rather than the way, other way around. But, uh, but it really is uh, uh, a very warm environment for people uh, all the time, I think. So mm-hmm. we do have people hanging out, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. You know, an, an evening you can find kids sitting out front or, you know, coming in, to, you know, drinking coffee mm-hmm. and just being yeah, in the shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah definitely. So, so I've been doing this... Uh, these Imagine sessions talking to different bands that are going to be playing the weekend here at Imagine, and uh, definitely that that's one common thing that everybody kind of says about Imagine. It's it's great. It's it's uh, we love coming here. We love uh, playing here or something because of that environment, and and that kind of goes to uh, y'all being a, a family uh, mm-hmm. owned bookstore. I mean, 
was it ever difficult to kind of work uh, with your family, or or was it like <laughs> just great? <laughs> uh, yeah, that can be tough sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, probably hardest for um, probably Ezra and I. You know, we're here a lot together, mm-hmm. and then we're home a lot together. Mm-hmm. And because we're a venue and we're up so late most of the time, our hours are really weird. Mm-hmm. So a lot of conversations will take place at like 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, what are we doing with August? You know, what's coming up? Mm-hmm. And okay, well, have we ta- contacted these people or not? And um, So sometimes I think we both have to remind ourselves that we have to unplug from that mm-hmm. when we're not here and just kind of be people outside of Imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it can sometimes be a little bit tough, but I think it's actually great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love having both my sons here. My wife, uh, she has a full-time job elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So she's here on really? Saturdays, yeah. yeah. And she's here uh, for the shows usually. Mm-hmm. But um, really, it's been Armand and Ezra um, that have been the biggest help to me. Mm-hmm. And they're both great kids. So yeah. um, Armand is more behind the scenes. Ezra is sort of the front man at the venue with me. Mm-hmm. But Armand is uh, probably wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. He did an awful lot of work uh um, with Imagine when we first opened mm-hmm. and really was my partner at the time and now he's finishing a degree at St. Mary's so he's got a lot less time so it's sort of Ezra's turn to kind of take mm-hmm. over yeah, yeah yeah definitely um so those are your only two uh yes yeah yeah your, your two sons um so you said he uh Armand kind of helped you at the beginning how was it what was the sort of response at the beginning and when did you finally see it like Oh man, we're, it's a thing. It's it's you know hitting off this this uh, bookstore that I really wanted to open. It's finally becoming a thing. When did that that kind of uh, spark hit you? That probably happened the summer after we opened, um, and I remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, uh, it was an inter- interesting uh, day. It was uh, an early release day for Warren High School, and I'm at the store by myself, and I look out and I see a gaggle of kids, like twenty teenagers, <laughs> coming across the parking lot. Uh-huh. And I thought, where are all these kids going? (laughs) And, of course, it was early release, so they were all, you know, at loose ends. And they all come in to imagine, all 20 of them. Uh And one young man in particular, John Stotko, walked up and he said, hey, I'm in a band called Musicians Need Food. Um, Would it be cool? I know you do music sometimes. Could we do a show here? Uh And that's really when it started. Um, It was a while before we saw, you know, how it really took off. But um, John Stotko and uh, Adam Koch, uh, these two young men Mm -hmm. played. And... From those two people, we met the kids in Envision Love and Octahedron. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the, the young people started showing yeah. up. And I think that summer, we had a couple of shows where we went, you know, were looking around. It's like, well, there's like 150 people here. This is really a huge crowd. Mm-hmm. And it was largely because we'd made connections with the kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Especially, I mean, music. being all ages, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, being an all ages venue. And, uh, and the young musicians showed up. And then uh, we started, like I said, booking more and more shows. I don't really think it was until maybe about a year and a half ago that we started to get the sense that the venue side, that something special was going mm-hmm. on. Um, about a year and a half ago, when we sort of realized, like for one thing, we, we were getting requests from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Now we've had bands from all over the world. We've had bands from yeah, Japan, definitely. Australia, uh-huh. England, Italy, you know. So at this point, we realized, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not just a little bookstore in a corner of a strip center. Somehow... It has this reach, and it's still strange to us to think uh-huh. of, you know, that some band in Portland, you know, Hemingway was just here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Ago. Some band in Portland, not only have they played here, but they want to come back, and they, they actually did come back. 
and that we have these people from all over the country wanting to play this little shop, and they'll tell us, oh, we heard about you guys. And what? We play there. It's like, <laughs> really? And you're from where? New Jersey? Yeah. You heard about us? It's really strange. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. There's this little uh, bookstore here in Texas. Just yeah, kinda... this tiny little, it's the smallest venue in the city. Yeah. You know, it <laughs> really is. It's, it's one of the smallest. 150's probably the max, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's really tiny, and... Uh, uh, and, you know, and yet somehow it sort of radiates around, you know, all these different places. And, yeah, we constantly get requests from literally all over the country and sometimes all over the world. And uh, it's hard to believe that it's, mm-hmm. you know, they want to come here. Sometimes, I mean, I there was there was this band called Battle Trans. They're really pretty big. They're uh-huh. a saxophone quartet in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I try to talk them out of coming. <laughs> say, really, you want to come here? you got to be kidding. You should be playing at, you know, Trinity University. And uh-huh. I must have sent them like eight or nine emails. I'm dealing with their manager uh-huh. of this big agency saying, you oh, sure wow. they want to come here? And they did. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. I think it was but a was Sunday, like, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Really going to play this little bookstore? So, uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's uh, obviously got something going here. It, it's, it's uh, you know, with all the music, all the creativity, and, and the good vibes that you said that you put out with your family here. And, and uh, it's, it's really something special, I think. Um, you know, on that note, if I could say something. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we started the store, uh, our house, uh, before, when I was a teacher back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, our house was always the house where all the kids would gather. Okay. Because most of the parents didn't want a whole bunch of kids over at their house. And mm-hmm. we were like, yeah, you guys are always welcome. I remember the day my wife came home from work, and I was sitting in the living room, and she heard something in Ezra's room, which is the smallest room in the house. And I said, you're not going to believe it. There's 21 kids in that one room. <laughs> There's 21 kids. Don't open the door. You won't believe the stench. Because it's after school in the yeah, summer. Yeah. And it's like, or almost summer, you know. And uh, so our house was always the place for kids to hang out. Well... When we opened the store, we needed a lot of help. We had all the shelving to move and the store to put together. All these kids that had been hanging out at our house, <laughs> kind of mooching off yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they all showed up. Uh-huh. And so I kind of feel like so much love went into putting the store together yeah. that we, we've, uh, since then, we, you know, I, I continually feel humbled by it and we feel very grateful. And I think that love that went into making it is what really inspired, uh-huh. you know, the whole feeling here, which is one of, you know, we're grateful to be here. We're grateful for the people who come, the bands that share their creativity, and those kids that really put the whole store on their backs. It's really, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how long has uh, Imagine been open? We opened in 2011. 2011. That's yeah. that's quite. Well, five yeah. years anniversary coming up in October. We're going to do a three-day um, anniversary. We used to do a one-day anniversary uh-huh. show. But at this point, we <laughs> but realized, Fest yeah, happened. yeah, after Imagine <laughs> Fest, is like, you know, we also realized, you know, we want to have people here that have meant a lot to us, mm-hmm. and we couldn't book all those people in one night, mm-hmm. so we're going to do three days and oh, make yeah. a, big, a big shebang. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, with the introduction of Imagine Fest and things like that, it is certainly becoming uh, quite the venue. What's kind of like your day, day-to-day here at Imagine? Uh, I know we're, we're hanging out earlier, but like, what, what do you kind of manage do you manage your 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 people do you manage uh what's your kind of thing your your inventory and stuff like that what what's kind of your day to day here I okay imagine. so the inventory i mean almost i'd say like 95% of anything that goes on the shelf i price and mm-hmm. goes through my yeah, hands yeah. uh armand helps me with that mm-hmm. uh he's still very good at that i don't call upon ezra to do much of that because ezra helps with the venue mm-hmm. side so most of what you see, the actual running of the bookstore, mm-hmm. is mainly stuff I do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then uh, that's involving like pricing and getting things ready. And then we have uh, Rachel O'Reilly mm-hmm. who works at our door, and she comes in, and she helps a lot with 
you know, all sorts of things. She's actually helping us do some booking now. Uh, all everybody gives a hand when it comes to things like shelving or straightening up a section or mm-hmm. alphabetizing and things yeah, yeah. like that. And how do you how do you choose like what to have in the store as far as like uh, uh, what you sell here? Is it like your personal favorites or just kind of like uh, no? You know, that what? would that that yeah. That's one thing you have to remember is that it, same thing with records. I mean, if it was your personal favorites mm-hmm. only, well, that wouldn't reflect you know. Uh, very well in the store because mm-hmm. you know you have to have things like, for instance, I mean, I'm not particularly into you know death metal. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've heard <laughs> you some dabble. I, yeah, yeah, I've heard some. It's like, well, this is pretty cool. Yeah. But you know, we're not going to not have it just because uh-huh. we're not into something so much. You know, because we, we 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 like those people. Yeah, yeah, they're great customers and they they're passionate about the music, and uh, and the people who made that music were passionate. So we're still going to have it. Mm-hmm. And when somebody wants to hear it, we're happy to play it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so deciding what goes in the store, the main factor is how little the store is. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, don't definitely. have a lot of space. Uh-huh. So we're not going to buy, you know, a bunch of, you know, novels that you can buy at, you know, half price, nine lives everywhere. Yeah. We're looking for something that's a little more unusual. Mm-hmm. So we basically try to get the most unusual books we can. We don't always succeed. Uh-huh. We try to do that. And then when it comes to vinyl, we don't want to reflect just our own tastes. We want to have something for everybody. Yeah, and definitely. Uh, I know you accept uh, local bands, kind of vinyl or cassettes oh, sure, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, we carry a lot of that so, stuff, too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you were asking earlier about the day-to-day thing. That yeah, is yeah. kind of interesting. Um, so basically, um, what we do is uh, we split up the day between the three of us, Armand, Ezra, and myself. And we work shorter shifts during the week because we spend a lot of time on the weekends mm-hmm. here. Um, but day-to-day, what really happens is it's a lot of, you know, pricing inventory, getting in all that stuff. And then with Ezra and I, it's constant conversations about the shows. Like um, last year when we won Best Small Venue, mm-hmm. there was one nice thing that the current said. That, that I, well, they said a lot of nice things. Mm-hmm. But one that really st- struck me said that it was uh, uh, a rep- was it said it had a reputation for thoughtful booking and a staggering eclecticism. Uh, and that's, I think, what Ezra, Ezra and I both shoot for. Mm-hmm. We try to be really thoughtful about it. We, you know, we, t- we have a lot of conversations about, well, if we're going to have this band and they're coming in from here, who can we have to play with them? And, yeah. well, we already did a night like that in June. Let's not do that again. That, that's really interesting that, that uh, you do have those kind of talks. I, I wouldn't uh, All think the time. about that. Yeah. All the time. It's mainly what we do. Um, just, just because, like, uh, I know uh, quite a bit of venues I, I don't think would put that kind of care and, and thought uh, behind, you know, planning a month or planning a week or something like that. I know uh, they're just kind of like, okay, let's let's get this band, whatever. Uh, I don't care, you know. So, they, uh, but, they might do more than you think. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, but I know, like, with us, uh, we'll, we'll try to build a show so that it, somehow it's cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally we'll get a band like... Um, trying to give it like Vulcan or the Blind Owls. Those bands are kind of outside the norm, and Mm -hmm. we know that we're going to, you know, yeah, we can have Los Galacticos play with Vulcan, but, you know, what's the third band going to be? You know, we don't have a lot of Mm -hmm. Latin rock here or Latin music. So, And with the Blind Owls, for instance, we just had them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really tough to find another band that fits that vibe, Mm -hmm. so we'll just try to, you know, make it a cool, you know, fun show. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we're actually talking about how do we make this show great if we're going to have this type of music. Um, who do we get to play with them? Who would fit? And that that conversation goes on daily. Mm-hmm. We're always talking about Ezra and I always talk about it. Ezra, as I as I mentioned, does uh, the majority of the booking goes through Ezra, mm-hmm. but we have conversations about almost every single date. 
And a lot of times they'll ask me, well, who do you want with this band? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say, well, can you get this, this, or this, you know? And then he'll come back and say, I couldn't get so-and-so, so who else? And we, we talk about that. Mm-hmm. Or he'll come to me and say, hey, I've got this happening, um, and I want to book this and this. Does that sound good? And I'll say, yeah, yeah, go for that. But that's what Ezra and I talk about every day, and that's that two a.m. conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every I think night, uh, you know, just about. I think I had a conversation about or, or something like that because I, I work overnight. Um, I had gotten to Ezra about something. I asked him a question or something, probably about a band or, or something, and he replies to me like at two a.m. and yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm awake. Yeah. yeah, I'm awake, and then he's like, "Hey, can you call me?" And I'm like, uh, "Okay." I mean, like I was just started getting <laughs> just getting started at work, and then he's like. Yeah, hey, uh, whatever. He sounded super awake, and then yeah, he's yeah, like, right. "Oh yeah, that's my dad in the background." And I'm like, "Okay, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's when." We, and we just we have a lot of talks then because it's just the two of us um, usually at that hour, and sometimes it gets a bit wearing on us. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we you know we get on each other's nerves. Like, let's just not talk about. It. Let's, mm-hmm. let's stop. We've talked enough about the story, but um, that's where a lot of the stuff happens is those conversations. Um, as I mentioned, Rachel's helping us out now, so she's going to help with some of the booking too. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it is, I'll express some interest in doing something with this band, and then Ezra goes off and has to make all those contacts. And he's really great at that, mm-hmm. but um, it's a lot on him. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, and I don't book as many shows now. I mean, occasionally there'll be a night where I pretty much you know, might have, I might have done a night, you know, but mm-hmm. that's very rare now. Mm-hmm. It's almost always. Me just saying to Ezra, could you get so and so? And uh, so Rachel will be helping us with that, and that's really cool because we really like to have uh, a female voice and a face yeah. on Imagine, uh-huh. and she's really great, so mm-hmm. that helps a lot. Oh, they have your face as Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Uh, kind of unavoidable now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've uh, let's talk a little bit more about, I guess, uh, your musical. I mean, we've been talking about music this whole time, but but you've played Imagine as well, haven't you? Uh, oh, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> what, I haven't done a whole that. lot here. Uh-huh. Um, I think I read poetry maybe twice, mm-hmm. um, and um, and then I had a band called Velvet uh-huh. Monkey yeah. Ranch. We uh-huh. played a couple of shows. Velvet Monkey Ranch happened because I used to have this band called Word of Mouth back in the 80s. And one night, uh, Marco Boteo, who was in Apollo and the Reveries and Emma Stoned, and he was over at the house, and I mentioned, oh, well, I can play you something, my old band. Mm-hmm. And he listened to it, and he said, you know, I'd like to do something like that with you. And I said, really? I said, seriously? He said, yeah, I'd love to. So he kind of put together Velvet Monkey Ranch. Mm-hmm. He got all the musicians in. Um, after a while, we added, like, the second time, we, we have Ezra the first time? I don't, I don't remember if he was in there the first time. Yeah, I think definitely the second time. Second time was yeah. a big part of it. First time, I think he played on one song. Uh-huh. And um, second time, uh, he was a big part of it. But, uh, yeah, so Marco kind of put together this super group of really talented young mm-hmm. musicians. And I was amazed that they all wanted to do it. And yeah. uh, we played a couple of shows. I don't think we're probably going to do any more. Uh-huh. Um, there is some talk about whether we're going to do the next Mushroom show, which will be in, I think, October or September. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mushroom Show is a day we do for mushroom uh, awareness and uh, um, talking about the medicinal purposes mm-hmm. or microdosing that with PTSD people and such. But anyway, so I did. So that's kind of like it's kind of like this. I always tell people I feel like back in the day when they made surf movies, um, and I've used this analogy a few times. <laughs> Um, you know, surf movies would always be about these young kids who were surfing and there'd be maybe a band that everybody was in and, you know, they'd all sing and these were kind of corny movies. 
But there was always a cool, like, club where they hung out on uh-huh. the beach. And the guy who ran, ran it was always called the Big Kahuna or something. Uh-huh. And he always had his surfboard up on the wall uh-huh. because he was too old to surf now. Uh-huh. And but they he, know that he can go. Yeah, they like, know that he can surf yeah. if he wanted to, you know. But it's like, that guy, he did his bit. You know, now he's just the Big Kahuna. He's retired. That's kind of what I always felt mm-hmm. like here. It's like yeah, I did all the stuff when I was younger. And now I've kind of put my surfboard up on the wall mm-hmm. and... Uh, um, but I, I did surf with, with Velvet Monkey Wrench. <laughs> <laughs> For a little while, So it's while, kind of yeah. fun, yeah. Yeah, so to get back on it, now. yeah. It's cool playing with Ezra, too, because mm-hmm. the two of us are right up front uh-huh. with these other great musicians, and it was awful cool to be doing work with and then look over, and there's my son right beside me, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I do these these podcasts with my father as well, so, oh, so we kind of, uh, yeah. that's kind of uh, uh, opened up for us, like, as, uh, you know, a, uh, for one, a talking point, but also as something to, to grow together, uh, and it's kind of like our, our thing. And, and as uh, y'all y'all with Imagine, it's kind of the same thing, similar thing. That's why I wanted to kind of do uh, the Imagine Sessions podcast in the in you know the, to begin with, because uh, yeah, I felt kind of the same vibe that that we had, and uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, why don't we just do stuff with this fa- the herd family? That's and really just, like, awesome. Yeah, 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 it's been great. Yeah, you guys yeah. done a great job. Okay, thank you. Um, so. Yeah, you, you, you did the whole uh, <laughs> Velvet Monkey Wrench, that the, you're a uh, music lover, a uh, fan, of, fan of records, books, and all that stuff. Uh, what, what's next with Imagine? What, what kind of, uh, where do you see it going in the future? Um, or, like, what, something that you think would be really cool to do? You, I know, um, I don't know if I could say you were, you were saying something about expanding a little earlier when we weren't on. Oh, uh, uh, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to talk about that, yeah, whatever, yeah. but... But, like, what, what do you think is the next step for Imagine? I don't think we're planning to expand. We were just talking about it. Because yeah, just... the, yeah, the shopping center's always told <laughs> us if we want to move anywhere or expand, they're wel- we're welcome to. We were just discussing it. Mm-hmm. But I think we're pretty happy in this space. Um, we're probably sitting in what's next, which is this room, which used to be, which is still my office. But um, I think this is what's next. You can kind of see, if you look around, this mm-hmm. mixing board. Um, these acoustic walls, these reel-to-reels. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the next thing is uh, Imagine Studios, mm-hmm. where we can actually record people. Well, and we're getting pretty close to being ready to do that. It's been a lot of work because this place was filled with everything you would imagine the office of a bookstore or record store would have. Getting rid of all that, getting everything out on the shelves and getting rid of stuff we don't need and making it uh, amenable to like a recording studio has not been easy. And we're almost there. If we do that, uh, along with that, will be um, releases on uh, our own label. And in fact, I, I, it might be a little premature to say this, but I think our first release should be out in early August. And that's a recording we did here at the store uh, featuring Darian Stahl. And we're really close to finishing it up. We hope to place the order for the, what's going to be cassette release. Mm-hmm. Um, probably beginning of next week should get the cassettes back and have a release here. That'll be Imagine's first release on our mm-hmm. label. So I think the next thing is recording people mm-hmm. um, and releasing uh, music on our own label. Probably cassettes, downloads. Mm-hmm. What's, what's with cassettes right now? What, what is it? What, what's the thing? Well, I, I mean, everybody has a cassette. And I'm like, I'm, I mean, I just bought a record player a while back. I'm gonna, am I going to have to buy some, you know, a cassette player? Like, what? I mean, just going off on a tangent. I don't know what no, you... No, no, I, what I, you, uh... I actually was wondering the same thing, and I think I got it figured out. <laughs> I think I know what's with cassettes. Yeah. Um, it Late occurred. To, yeah, it occurred to me after a while of, like, musing of it. It's like, well, why cassettes? And then I realized, I think it's all about economics. 
I think that people who are 19 or 20 years old can't buy a brand new car with satellite radio. They can't afford that. Mm -hmm. They're buying older cars. Mm -hmm. And the generation of cars that they can afford is the generation of cars that have with cassette, cassette players. players. Uh -huh. So a lot of people who are young have cars with cassette, cassette players. players. Uh -huh. I mean, just here, Ezra has one, Rachel has one. Uh -huh. um, and I think that's where a lot of it's coming from because that's what they can play in their yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely. some of them, you know, have the adapters that can play, you know, go ahead and plug yeah. their phone in. But, but people really, you know, they, they like to listen to cassettes. Cassettes have a retro cool to them. Mm -hmm. um, they sound great. And I think it's really also the fact that, you know, aside from vinyl, cassettes are the only cool medium because nobody buys CDs really anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's really a dead thing, uh -huh. you know, just about. We sell very few. We have very few, but even if we have, we just don't, ton, they, yeah. nobody really buys yeah, them yeah. much. But they do buy cassettes. So, and for the releases we're doing, uh, the cassettes will come with a download. Mm -hmm. So if you buy the cassette and you don't have a cassette player, you can at least download the music, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So. And I mean, they, uh, I mean, usually they're a little cheaper as well, and yeah, they're, they're a lot yeah. more durable. Exactly, <laughs> they're a lot more durable. So, you know, five bucks will get you a cassette, whereas, you know, if you're going to buy vinyl, it's going to be 20, 20 cassettes. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, we'd like to release vinyl, but um, that'll be down the line. Uh -huh. We have to do, you know, start off small. Yeah, so. yeah but definitely, that's very interesting. That's, that's really awesome. Um, and you said somewhere, sometime in... August would be uh, maybe, I think early, hopefully. Yeah, I think early August we should have the Dairy Install release. Um, we also have some other releases coming up that are not exactly associated with Imagine, but uh, I know that Alex Williams will be releasing her long-awaited project um, sometime in August, mm -hmm. and there's one track on there that was recorded here at Imagine mm -hmm. with our reel-to-reel our, uh, -reel analog. And then Tubular Face... Um, which is a band that was active when I was active. Mm -hmm. They have a new record out, and our association there is I designed the cover, but the record itself will be out sometime, I think, September. And I want to say there's somebody else who's putting something in. I've forgotten who it is. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to do a lot of that stuff, and we're involved with that in different ways, but we're really excited about recording people. I know mm -hmm. uh, we're looking forward to getting... Uh, we, think we can get bands in here and we can do a pretty good job but it's an all analog studio uh -huh. it's a 1980s japanese analog mixing board 16 channels going to a japanese you know uh reel to reel and that's how we're going to record it. eventually yeah. of course we'll mix it down mm -hmm. using you know probably garage band yeah, or something yeah. but but we're going to try to record all analog Man. and live yeah yeah, yeah that's <laughs> That's kind gonna of be crazy. awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, it's crazy. But like, who else is doing that? Like, yeah, no, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's uh -huh. I think that gives us a little bit of a unusual flavor. Like, it's yo, I want to go to Imagine and do this. I mean, look at the yeah. <laughs> check yeah, it yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. So once we get, I guess, another week or so in here, um, get a few more things out, then we'll be ready to start saying, okay, we can start recording people. We've done some already. I can mention mm -hmm. Darian Stall, mm -hmm. but that was done in the front of the shop. And now we want to get this space pretty much ready. We didn't have this exact mixing board. We mm -hmm. used another one. So we're really excited to give it a go. And uh, there's a lot to learn about having a label. Um, Tim Ellis, who was in state-sponsored programming, uh, he's uh, working with me on that. This is kind of a uh, Don and Tim project. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll be, of course, drawing on all the people that you know usually hang out here. There's a lot of people who help a lot. Mm -hmm. Alex Williams, uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think, Brendan Watson, uh, there's people who want to come in and help mm -hmm. with that recording project, it'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and, and, I mean, getting all these people together, it can only, you know, 
make it make it better for for this family that's here. Uh, not just the herd family, but the fa- the imagined family. The imagined, yeah. We talk a lot about yeah. the imagined family, actually. Yeah, yeah it's. A, it's a big family. It's a, it's growing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the more you bring people from other states, people from other countries, the across the world, you know. Uh, yeah, oh, when I was a uh, quick thing, we I, I just interviewed uh, Oscar Moreno uh, here at Imagine. Great guy. Oh, yeah. uh, check it out next week. Spoiler alert. Uh, but yeah, that you had the the little. Um, what are those little little flags? Oh, the uh, Otanana Trio over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. ramen war flags. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh man, hey, yeah, and they're they're a great band that came. Uh, I don't know how how many miles do you think <laughs> from uh, across the world? From, yeah. from Japan. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, speaking of Oscar too, we're doing a really great thing here at Imagine that I'm really mm-hmm. proud of. We're doing something called Los Oscars. Mm-hmm. It'll be an exhibit of Oscar's photography. Oscar has really. Um, worked tirelessly and uh, really generously given of his talent to so many bands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 for us, it's really exciting because we see a band like, you know, well, Steve Strong, mm-hmm. uh, he's a one-man band, came from the UK. He shows up here, Oscar takes photographs, like a week later, his cover photo on all his social media is an Oscar Moreno photo. photo yeah. And you see this all the time, uh-huh, you know, definitely. all I over the world. Some, yeah. uh... <laughs> and not just, you know, bands from San Antonio, bands from all over the place, even, you know, as far away as England, who are using Oscar photographs. Mm-hmm. So we're really happy to celebrate that guy because mm-hmm. he's very, very special. And he really, he loves music and he's done so much for bands. So we want to give back to him. So I hope everybody will come out. That's the 15th but, yes. Oscars. Mm-hmm. And it's a free event, and we just want to celebrate this really amazing guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you're listening to the podcast right now, uh, I did, like I said earlier, I did just talk to uh, Oscar Moreno, so you can talk to, or you can listen to that uh, next week, the next Thursday, uh, that'll be coming out. He'll be talking about that a little more in depth, uh, about how much uh, Imagine's helped him, and uh, how how excited he is to be playing with his band again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely look forward to that. And and uh, speaking about that, you 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 are open to a lot of different things uh, here at Imagine. You just I don't know, uh, Junkie. I, I interviewed Junkie yeah. a while ago, and and for their whole uh, uh, cassette release, they were like, uh, they asked you, "Hey, can we can we do this to the you know dress dress up Imagine a little bit?" And you're like, "Do whatever the fuck you want," you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's great. So like, yeah. So you're you're really open to to having these different kind of shows, I guess. Uh, uh, the Oscar Marina show. You have a lot of uh, benefits as well uh, for for different. Um, Oh, in fact, uh, we have one. Yeah, yeah, on yeah that's why I wanted about, to. I wanted um, to talk about that one. We have one with Afea coming up mm-hmm. on the sixteenth. Mm-hmm. It's to benefit the Rape Crisis Center. Yeah. We've worked with them in the past for like the past three years um, through our contact Jen Tristan. We've had her out numerous times to talk about oh, raising awareness, you know, to combat sexual mm-hmm. violence. Um, Jen's just an amazing person, and we've been. I guess we maybe it's four years now we've been working together. But this is the first time we're doing an actual benefit mm-hmm. in addition. Usually it's just been an educational thing. Mm-hmm. She'll come out, she'll talk, and we'll schedule it during a concert where we know we're going to have a lot of people because um, this isn't, you know, we've talked about this, people talk about this all the time, but it's mm-hmm. not a feminist issue. It's everybody's issue. You mm-hmm. know, it's not, you can't just say, you know, it's a women's issue. Mm-hmm. It, it's everybody's issue. And uh, um, so we're really excited that Faye is coming. Mm-hmm. They're great, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about two, three? It's a bunch of girl in a coma yeah. without Nina Diaz. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, we're and they're an amazing band, you know. And uh, but Faye is just as amazing. We're really thrilled they're coming, and 
it's very, very special mm-hmm. for us to have them. And uh, we also have Conway the Whale that night and Harvey McLaughlin and the Bottom mm-hmm. Feeders. Yeah. And, uh, great lineup. Yeah. Great lineup. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and everybody is going to get a chance to talk about this uh, that night. And we want to raise awareness because chances are, you know, you know somebody that has been the victim of sexual yeah, violence. Yeah, I think that's like the statistic that you know yeah. at least somebody or somebody, you know, your friend knows somebody that, you know, right. it's, it's always very close. Uh, proximity of, closer of, than you think yeah, sometimes yeah. people don't talk about it mm-hmm. even when it happens we've also done benefits for feed essay and we've done benefits for education in guatemala um so we've done a lot of benefits mm-hmm. over the years and we want to keep doing that because mm-hmm. um my wife and i my wife works for the center for legal and social justice at okay. st mary's university we're both past board members of the aclu um she was even she worked for the aclu we were both on the board there We've been, you know, committed to social justice for a long time. And it's, you know, and this crowd who come to imagine, they're very committed to this. Mm-hmm. So this is a big part of, you know, our identity as a store. You know, I consider, you know, us, you know, feminists, you know, leftists, probably much more than most mm-hmm. people would like to think. But <laughs> very, you know, we, we really are a fairly, you know, liberal store. We don't want to exclude, like, um, more uh, viewpoints other than that. I mean, you know, we'll have a, you know, a book, you know, that doesn't necessarily, you know, agree with us politically because we shouldn't, as a bookstore, uh-huh. uh, just be political, I don't think. I think we should have all, all viewpoints yeah. uh, up to a point, you know, where, where it gets offensive or something. But we try to carry, you know, general interests. So if somebody's, you know, died the world Republican, they can probably find something uh-huh. here because, you know, a bookstore should have that too. Yeah. Um, but where our heart is, you know, tends to be, you know, very much with this... Uh, social justice, you know, consciousness. That's what we're really about. And I think culture ties into that, too. Because you wouldn't believe how many bands come here and just, you know, in the course of a show, just start talking about, you know, love, peace, social justice, mm-hmm. understanding, you know. that This is the message that they want to give, and it's a big part of what we do, too. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome that you have the the medium, the outlet, to kind of to kind of uh, bring that to fruition. That, that's That's really awesome. And uh, something great that, that I think Imagine does uh, better than anyone else. Maybe that's why people have heard of you, just because of, of so much you've done here in, in uh, you know, San Antonio for, for uh, different benefits and stuff like that, and, and bringing awareness to different things, and, and just being all around out there, you know what I mean? Uh, it's it's Yeah, I, and I think the other venues are doing a good job, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really excited about the music scene right now. I yeah, really, yeah, definitely. I mean, I yeah. mean it, it may sound like I'm, I'm bashing them, but... but no, you're no, not. It, it's not it's like yeah. a... Just imagine, I think, is is the next level. Uh, maybe you don't see it, but like to everybody else, <laughs> to everybody else that's around here, that they, they really do hold it uh, pretty high uh, on their list of, of places they love to uh, perform at or, or watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, I mean, do you want to talk about the music scene, that how, how you've seen it change maybe uh, and how much it's growing uh, in the recent years? Well, that's, that's you know, certainly true. I know that... Uh... I was, you know, really at the center of the underground music scene back in the 80s. You know, all yeah. my friends were in bands. Mm-hmm. I was in bands. We did shows. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it quite as great as it is right now. Uh-huh. There's so many talented bands. And it's a little staggering because we get to see, you know, a good portion of uh-huh. them coming through Imagine. And a lot of them are really young. And, uh, you know, we watch these bands come in and play. And it's just like, wow, look how great they are. Uh-huh. Um, also, I, you know, I'm really proud of a lot of the venues in town that are working hard to, you know, keep local music at the forefront. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, uh, 
you know, you say we've been getting a lot of praise, but I think they deserve a lot of praise too. Mm-hmm. I mean, K two three, you know, Limelight Ventura just yeah, opened, yeah, you know, um, Brick does stuff, uh, mm-hmm. Vapier, which is not far from yeah, us yeah. over here, definitely and, uh, yeah. next to you in the yeah, not, yeah. not venue, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. that unusual venue, yeah. and you know, there's a lot of uh, places that are working hard to keep San Antonio music lively and mm-hmm. give these musicians a home and. Uh, so I think in that sense, there's some really great places for people to play uh, where they're treated with respect and they're not, you know, because we all know there's a lot of venues where that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not the case in San Antonio. We hear from the touring bands how much they like coming to San Antonio mm-hmm. because generally speaking, San Antonio venues are friendly mm-hmm. and supportive. And, and yeah, we do hear, you know, we're starting to hear more of what you're talking about, this praise of Imagine is this sort of special location and what it is. We try not to think about that mm-hmm. stuff too much. We just want to do what we're doing mm-hmm. because we don't want to be like, you know, sitting on our laurels or thinking, oh, wow, we've really got something special. Um, because when people come up to me at shows and say, well, you've done something really great here, I always say, well, no, you know, it, it's not me. You know, you have to realize you're standing here. And look at the guys over there who just played, they're standing here. It's the whole community that yeah. comes together to imagine that creates that that environment. So it's just something that we as the herd family are sort of, you know, we're the people who are sort of running it, but um, everybody that comes out, you, the things uh-huh. you've been doing, uh, these Imagine sessions, uh, all the support we've had from places like KRTU and the app and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the current and... Uh, all of the people who come here, all of the musicians who give their creativity, that's what creates the space we're talking about. So it's not like anybody, you know, we can't sit down. Ezra and I don't sit there saying, oh, you know, we've done something, you know, amazing because we know that it's everybody doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, like, really, it's not like I'm the king of this place. Yeah, this no, is, uh, no, no. It's, it, it, it's, it's entirely the opposite. It's, yeah. uh, it leaves you feeling pretty humble because actually just the other day, was it last night? It was last night, yeah. Um, we had a band come out, um, and uh, uh, there was a young girl here with her father to see Hemingway. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing a Hemingway shirt. <clears throat> They're from Portland. So yeah, she yeah. saw them last time uh-huh. they were here, you know. And uh, she wanted to see this band, but she had a curfew. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't going to be able to stick around. Mm-hmm. So the lead singer um, went up and played like a private show, just in front of the store, played for like 30 minutes, just did a set. Of, of song solo. Yeah. Because we already had the other band set up. We couldn't put Hemingway up there, but yeah. but he went up there and played for her. And see, things like that, that's what made, makes you think, that, you know, this the specialness of this place isn't built around us. Uh-huh. It's built around things like that. Yeah. Here's this young girl who was going to miss her favorite band, but yeah. instead, how many people can say they've had, you know, he, he you know, a private concert, really, uh-huh. right there just, for her, just you know? For her, yeah. Just for her, that's how sweet those guys yeah, are. Yeah, you know? that, that's, yeah. That's awesome, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like you're saying in in San Antonio, I guess it kind of brings it out, and it's definitely a a place where you can uh, feel the love and be loved, you know, uh, with this whole uh, peace, love, and, and harmony, and all that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, and moshing, and you know, because yeah. Junkie's coming this weekend. You definitely, know, uh, that's going to be uh-huh. a big show. Um, yeah, Junkie and Tulips and the Levies and Ants, Ants yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and uh, Flower Shop, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like a huge night for us and. Uh, those boys are really special to us because they, uh, from the first time they showed up, I remember just uh, going over to Ezra. We'd never heard him before, you know. It was, it's been a while now, mm-hmm. at least over a year. And they played, and 
I remember going up to Ezra and saying, look how much fun they're having. Uh-huh. You know, it wasn't a big crowd then, and but it's just, look, look at these guys. They're having uh-huh. a blast. And that's what I think is really special about Junkie. They, they communicate such a sense of fun, and they really love what they do, and they love their audience, and it's mutual, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a really big night coming up on Friday. Mm-hmm. really excited about that. Yeah, yeah, and it was a big night uh, for their cassette release. It's always like a really oh, big yeah, night when they, when they come uh, to imagine and play. It's always... Uh, really raucous and, and yeah. really awesome to, to to be in the crowd and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, I mean, be here at Imagine on Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, when when don't y'all have uh, <laughs> I don't think we have a show on Sunday. Uh, Thursday, I know we've got Cliffside of the Pink-Eyed Sky yeah. and Rorschach and uh, a few other bands, but then, then uh, Friday, of course, Junkie. Uh, Saturday, gosh, I have to look at my phone again. Yeah, yeah, see. definitely. Because we've had, we had four shows last weekend, three this weekend, the next week we have three or four. I think we have four next week. Um, it's a lot of shows, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes you know it it catches up to you. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. with Ezra, it's like, wait a second, who did we have last Tuesday? Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, come to come to imagine. There's there's always something going on. Come check out their selection and stuff like that. We've been talking for uh, this is ten episodes now. Uh, you know, talking to different bands every every time. Talking to Ezra, talking to his father here right now. Uh, it's it. It's been really great. The first season, pretty awesome uh, to to get to talk to all these musicians that that come and play here, and and uh, definitely come check it out if you're in San Antonio. Imagine Books and Records here in San Antonio, Texas. So yeah, I mean, uh, if there's anything else you wanna want to talk about? But no, I mean, that was say, that was really good. Just yeah. say thank you for what you've been doing. Uh, they've oh, been yeah. great, and uh, I really appreciate you focusing on, especially the fact that you focus not so much on the store. I know that's kind of the catalyst. But focusing on the musicians mm-hmm. who come here because they're such well. When you see a band, and you, uh, people should think about this because you know a band comes up and they play ten songs or something in mm-hmm. front of you. But you think you know first of all they all had to get all their instruments. They had to learn mm-hmm. to play all those instruments. They had to meet each other and 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 work out how to be a band. Then they had to write songs, practice songs, and they come up in front of you, mm-hmm. and they never can get enough credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we always you sit there and you watch them and you think, think how hard they had to work just to get, you know, that song done. And they're playing 10 songs up there and mm-hmm. look, look at all the stuff they bought. And, you know, it's and, then, expensive. and then it's, yeah. And then it's gone in like two or three yeah. minutes and it's just like, well, you know, there's not enough yeah. appreciation there's for that. There's not enough appreciation, but you've been doing that. Uh-huh. And I yeah. really want to thank you for that. Cause it's really exciting to see the bands getting a chance to talk about uh-huh. what they do. Yeah. And I know there's a few heroes here like Jeanette Muniz and live and local mm-hmm. and yourself and, um, uh, Bella King with melodic tree. Yeah, there you go. There's people mm-hmm. who are really supportive, uh, and it really matters to the artists. It means a lot to them. So mm-hmm. thank you for what you do. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for being on the podcast today. Really happy to be here. I love magic sessions. <laughs> what a great chat I had with Don Hurd of the Imagine Books and Records here in San Antonio, Texas. It was a lot of fun. We could have kept talking for uh, hours, <laughs> it seemed, but uh, we had to cut it a little short. We could have kept going. So I'm going to try out a new segment here uh, Jules San Antonio Local Picks or something like that, whatever you want to call it. I just pick out three three events that are going on this weekend that that i i am probably going to go to or something that you need to know about number three aztec wayne holtz allison alonzo at vapier e-hookah lounge july 9th starting at 9 p.m really gotta check it out some of these uh artists are really great i have the privilege of playing with allison alonzo and sugar skulls so you do not want to miss that i know wayne holtz and aztec are going to be great 
pick number two is going to be at the Ventura, the old 1011 spot, my friend Mikey Vibes place. Tomorrow at 8 p.m. Tomorrow, if you're listening to it today, but July 8th, Islands and Tigers, Microphonic, 16 Psyche, and Ants. It's going to be a great show. That's a, it's a pretty stacked lineup. You don't see those every day, so go ahead and check that out. That's my number two pick to go Ventura SATX at 8 p.m. July 8th. My number one pick is going to be, of course, at Imagine Books and Records, July 8th, 7 p.m., The Junkie, Sun's Out Tour kickoff with Tulips, Flower Shop, Levies, and Ants. We had these guys on, I think, episode six, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, Junkie's a great band. They're going to be going on tour, going around. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be another great lineup, so, so go ahead and check out any of these shows that's going to be that are going to be happening this weekend those are my top three picks that you need to go to go check out so yeah that was our last episode of the first season for imagine sessions podcast it was a lot of fun thanks to all the listeners thanks to all the musicians i participated and yeah it was it was great uh that was a good way to end it with with uh don on it was, it was awesome got to talk to the guy uh don't forget to follow us on social media. Check us out. TexasMusicSpotlight.com. Follow us on Twitter. Texas Music Pod. Texas Music P-O-D. Facebook as well. And go ahead and send us a review. Subscribe on iTunes. At Texas Music Spotlight. Or if SoundCloud's more your thing. SoundCloud.com slash TMS Podcast. Really appreciate it if you send us some reviews. Send us uh, anything you like. You can email us as well. Texas Music Podcast. Texas Music Podcast at gmail.com. Submit your music if you want. If you want to be a part of the show, if you want to tell us how, how awesome we are, how, how much you hate us, whatever, just send us things. <laughs> we like to hear from y'all. We like to hear some feedback. So, yeah, uh, check out some more of our content. We release uh, new content every Thursday and Friday, and our live shows are usually on Wednesday. So, yeah, go ahead and do all that. Thanks. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, texasmusicspotlight.com, to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time, please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown. Yeah.